Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Before the conjunction of the spheres, an interdimensional cataclysm that struck 1500 years before the present moment, the world was inhabited solely by non-human races, elves, Dwarves and other beings now long forgotten. It is they who first built magnificent cities, gave birth to high culture, and made the first steps towards enlightenment. After the cataclysm, everything changed. It is said the conjunction of the spheres not only first introduced human beings to this world, but also brought potent magic and bloodthirsty monsters to it as well. Creatures like ghouls, Bruxa, and Graviers infested more and more land, killing settlers and destroying everything in their path. Century by century, the known world slowly ceased to exist, and a new order was born. One where humans, short-lived, Energetic beings with a thirst for expansion conquered the high races of the olden days. Welcome, everybody, to the Witcher Lorecast. We are live with our very first episode. I am your host, Tom or Robots. You can call me either. And I'm here with my friend Toasty. Toasty, how are you doing, buddy? I'm here. You're here. Hello. <laughs> it's excited. <laughs> and, and man, this is going to be awesome because um, anybody who knows of my work knows that I do a number of lore cast shows, everything from Fallout to Mass Effect and Elder Scrolls and even Dungeons and Dragons. And Toasty here, I've known for a while now. He's been one of our patron supporters of one of our shows. And he re- reached out to me recently and was like, I'm thinking about doing a Witcher lore show. And I was like, well, maybe we should do one together because that sounds awesome. I love the Witcher. So this is the uh, brainchild that we birthed out of our skulls, which sounds absolutely disgusting and like a monster in one of the Witcher games. And here we are doing our first episode. So Toasty, can you share a little bit about yourself and some of your background with the games? 
and the shows and, and the show and the books and whatever else. Hi, I'm Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a little nervous, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, ease him in here. Just a little bit, just <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, no. I, um, I played through I played through the games. Uh, I've read the books. I just reread the books. You know, oh wow! To freshen up. Um, and and uh, well, I've watched. I think I've watched the Netflix series like three times now. Um, yeah, it's so good. I, I know I've definitely watched the first episode like. 10 times uh because it was so good <laughs> wow wow yeah uh, no, the series is so good and and for those of you who are tuning in who have maybe only played the witcher 3 or maybe the witcher 2 or some of the gwent card game there's so much rich information out there you may not be aware of it but the games actually come after the books and the books were many of the books were written before this was even made into a game so there's this entire world of lore out there that existed before this was even in game form about what was that 10 12 years ago when they made the first witcher game it's been a while now it's it's been yeah, it's qu- been a while quite a while but um yeah that's that's toasty toasty is our expert as you can see on this material and i am your host and i'm a big fan of the franchise but i don't know as much as toasty does so i'm kind of the more casual stand-in I've played all three of the the main games. I've played uh, Gwent. I've watched the show. I've read some of the books, although I'm not a completionist in the way that that Toasty is. But my perspective is to bring in the questions that some of the more casual players of the series will will think to ask and be kind of the stand in for you. So it's kind of like a uh, a pairing of, you know, like if you watch sports, it would be like the uh, the main host and then the color commentator or, you know, the host and the expert, you know, th- those kinds of things. And I also have a background in history and uh, <laughs> religious studies and philosophy and psychology and science and all of these kinds of things, which is really fun when and, and it's become really useful in some of the other shows that I do because I can bring in those topics and connect them into the fantasy world that we're talking about. And usually with fantasy worlds, you find a lot of commonalities between cultures and historical events and things like that. So it helps you kind of ground what's going on in this fantasy world in a way that's that might raise some interesting moral questions and connections to the real world and the things that we actually deal with in our everyday lives. So we're hoping to bring you a, a wonderful mix of deep and interesting lore a lot of things you probably didn't already know we're going to go deeper than you might have gone before with that stuff but we're also going to be spoiling some things so be aware this is a lore cast the assumption here especially because all of these games are now fairly old and most of the material out there has been out there for a while even the tv shows over a year old at this point isn't it was it a year did it come out in the fall this last year has taken forever it's over a year right I thought it, I think it came out like in 20, did it come out in 2019? I think it came out 2019. Yeah. Actually. So yeah. It's been, been a while. Yeah. It'll be almost Because they years. did all the filming. They've been doing filming for a while for season two. Yes. Yeah. I think, so. I think it has been almost two years now. So this fall will be two years since the the series was released. Man, time flies. This last year has been nuts. But anyway, that's oh, yeah, that's the background. That's what we're about. And I hope you guys uh, buckle in for the ride because I think you're really going to enjoy it. And if you heard that little intro we had with the uh, description of the conjunction of the spheres, then you now know what this episode is going to be about. So let's talk about it. What? Where do we start with this, Toasty? What what do we need to know about the conjunction of the series? First of all, it sounds like a really cool phrase, and it comes up in the games. So if you've only played the games, you may may remember this phrase, but you may not have a full understanding about what it actually means. So where do we start? 
Uh, well, I think I think the best place to probably start would be what there was before the conjunction, just so we have an understanding about what the conjunction meant for the universe as a whole. Right, right. Because with a lot of these games, you start in the world, especially when you play the games, and you feel like, oh, the world is how it is, and it's always been kind of similar to this. But things were very different before the conjunction of the spheres, like significantly so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very different. Um, for everyone to know, uh, the name of like the Witcher world that we all know and love is actually referred to as the continent. So like the area that encompasses like the, the Northern kingdoms uh, down to Nilfgaard, uh, it's all part of, of the continent, which I don't, kind of makes it sound like a smaller world than it actually is, you know? Yeah. Well, if you look at the maps, we don't get a globe. We get what looks like the edge of a continent it's very similar to the maps of like um Faerun in dungeons and dragons where you have a western facing coastline and then as things move over to the east you hit like mountains and stuff and the map ends you don't ever see you know the other coast and if you go south enough you don't see a coast and if you go north enough you don't really see a coast it's just kind of a section of what must be a bigger continent it tells us that there's more beyond because obviously things show up, but it doesn't really talk much about like what is beyond. We're very focused on this area. Yeah. Um, so we start with the elder races. Those are the original settlers before the conjunction that were part of the continent. Specifically, we're going to start with the gnomes. Gnomes. It all, it all begins with gnomes because doesn't, it all doesn't it always. begins with gnomes. All right, so we've got, we've got the beginning of intelligent races on the continent and we've got David, the gnome. So David, the gnome, well, you know, so, so where do we go from there? So we've got, we've got gnomes, which aren't very common in the stories or games. I mean, you see a little bit They're They're in the books a bit more, I think, than the story makes like the, the games make use of, but you know, it's kind of hard to like see them. I think we get gnomes and stuff confused a lot with like halflings just because because they're little. We're used to, you know, Lord of the Rings with the hobbits and things. <laughs> right. But right. So so the gnomes are the original inhabitants uh, they uh, of the continent. They built the first settlements and we don't really know when that started. We just know that they were the first. They were there before anyone else. So they they set up everything. They built like the first like settlements and started everything off and then we get to 2700 br uh and just a note for us to know the dating system of the witcher um a lot of this early kind of conjunction era stuff is going to be referred to as br or before resurrection which is kind of a funny thing just because they don't explain the resurrection so I kind of imagine a lot like, you know, how our dating system is, how we have like BC right. uh, and then AD. Uh, but in this situation, we just it, it would be as if we never knew what what the BC was, like what that <laughs> pinnacle moment was. We know it was the resurrection. But the re resurrection of who or what? But of, but yeah. of what? Yeah. Of who? Like yeah. what? Well, it sounds what like a, it sounds like a religious uh, focused dating system, like which is most of what we used in the Western world through most of our history, being that the Western world was Christianized and B.C. was before Christ. And so mm -hmm. so we basically had a before resurrection kind of dating system as well. Um, but in this case, we don't really know what this means. 
the resurrection of who or what specifically this isn't before the conjunction like bc before conjunction might make more sense but that's not how they date things um so yeah i kind of got that same impression of a more because there is a lot of like religious aspects to the the universe so it's just always going to be a mystery i think so then in 2700 br we get the dwarves as they start to show up start establishing colonies for themselves on the continent uh and we don't and, necessarily know where they came from either right they just kind of start appearing from somewhere yeah it, it, a lot of these races they show up and they just start settling down yeah, um yeah it's almost like they they uh, moved in from some other part of the continent or something or or maybe they I, became evolved enough or settled enough to actually build places that were inhabitable long enough in history for people to know a rough date for how long they'd been there i think so it sounds like the dwarves arrived by land uh where specifically they came from not entirely sure uh but it's like they do make a point of stating that elves and humans show up on ships mm. where they don't say that for dwarves yeah, so dwarves it, and gnomes. i would assume right that they arrived on land unless they could fly but uh there's no evidence of that so <laughs> yeah, i don't think flying dwarves is, is a thing in the in the lore <laughs> but it, it also makes sense for dwarves a lot of like dwarven like kind of mythology is is having to do with them being more like bound to the earth you know living under the earth usually so yeah, yeah. kind of makes sense yeah and um, the, the witcher stories are very grounded in mythologies and um and w one of the things that's so interesting about this that, that i want to bring up on this first episode is that the reason why we get a variety of different monsters and mythology in the witcher series is because the author is pulling from both western and eastern european storytelling and you know tales and passed down stories and uh, you know folklore all these kinds of things so the stuff that's more familiar with us as being a society especially in the u.s that's more western european uh derived are things like werewolves and vampires and things like that but then you have other monsters which if you grew up in eastern europe would be familiar to you in the same way that vampires and werewolves are to us um, so to to say that he's using some sort of like these kinds of mythologies and common stories and fantasy tropes as a foundation for a number of these things wouldn't be wrong. I, I think that that's probably very accurate. The dwarves being more grounded and, and of the earth, the elves seemingly being a little bit like humanish, but different in a way. That makes sense. Yeah. I had a thought. Yeah. While you're talking, and yeah, I, you know, I just got so absorbed by what you're saying. I need to think, but oh, and it, it disappeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it now you know it definitely disappeared. <laughs> now oh, you know why man. this happens to me all the time when we do live podcasts is because you like there's a hundred things running through your head, and then you're like, oh, what was that other thing I was gonna say? I uh, I lost it, and it'll come yeah, back later. But don't worry about it. it so probably right. So we've got we've got gnomes and dwarves who seem to be from the continents, and then do do elves just show up on ships? Is that who comes next? Yeah, so so next we, we have a I'm gonna read this. This is a passage from uh the the Blood of Elves, the book. Um it, this is a conversation that uh Siri and Yarpin Zigrin are uh having. Mm -hmm. Um which of course it, I'm sure most of the people probably know who Siri is and at least have heard of Yarpin Zigrin. I know he's a Gwent card. Um yeah, so yeah. Um 
So, so this passage, it, it, uh, this conversation says, uh, elves snorted Yarpin. They, to be accurate, happen to be strangers just as much as you humans, although they arrived in their white ships a good thousand years before you. Now they're competing with each other to offer us friendship. Suddenly we're all brothers. Now they're grinning and saying, we, kinsmen, we, the elder races. But before... Before, their arrows used to whistle past our ears when we... And this is a part where Siri interrupts, which, uh, if you read the books, Siri interrupts a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So the first on Earth were dwarves. Which Yarpin responds, gnomes, to be honest, as far as this part of the world is concerned, because the world is unimaginably huge, Siri. So, again, we get that, that, that bit of a hint of, you know, there's a greater world out there, but we are very focused in on the continents itself. Um, and this so, yes, specific the, part of the continent. Yeah. Yes. So um, th- this is whenever we would have the arrival of the uh, specifically the A.N. Seed, which is the name of those those first elves. Uh, and they arrive, like he said, on their white ships and they, they land along the banks of the Pontar and the Yoruga rivers, um, which are very prominent features of, of the landscape. Uh, and this was an event called the Age of Migration. Um, so they say that this happened 2,000 years before the humans arrived, but they don't specify exactly what they mean by the humans arrived, because we have two different circumstances Uh which so it could mean two thousand years before the conjunction, which would be when the first humans arrived uh, through the conjunction, or if they're referring to the first landing, which is whenever the Nordlings would have started settling on the continent. So it it's not exactly specific, uh, you know, when exactly this was, but they that that's a rough idea. They showed up. We know for sure they showed up after the dwarves are already there. Yeah. So, so, okay. So this is interesting because, and we're going to get to, in the second half of the show, we're going to get to more about the actual conjunction and the effects that it had on the world. But I'm sure if you're listening to the part that we're talking about right now, you're already, you know, piecing it together that the, the humans were not naturally part of the world the same way the gnomes, the dwarves and the elves are that they are foreigners that were brought here through the conjunction of the spheres or found their way through, through the, or somehow got here through the conjunction of the spheres. Right. And yeah, that's, that's interesting. 2000 years before the humans. And did they, that's like, how do you date that? Like where did they end up after the conjunction happened? And if they arrived by ship, how long were they on the, planet before they made their way to this part of the continent so, you know like it seems like there's some some holes in some of the understanding there yeah it's i mean this is this is kind of following the same idea i think of like our history like we don't know obviously with technology of updating and things like that new discoveries we find out more and more about you know what the past used to be like but a lot of those things are kind of lost to us because they happened so long ago like how can we know for sure right you know right when specifically things happened right yeah like a good example would be that we know that all human life evolved out of africa 
we we know that genetically we can trace everybody back to Africa, but what groups of people left Africa and went to Europe or Asia and when did it happen? And were there multiple migrations and like, how did this actually affect change on a evolutionary on the evolutionary stage? Were there multiple migrations out of Africa where there's was there settlers that went to say somewhere like Spain first and then another 400 years later, more humans showed up in Spain that had been traveling across the continent. You know, like we don't know for sure. And I don't know that we will ever know for certain, but we get closer and closer as we are able to. Uh, analyze genetic evidence and and take a look at, um, you know, fossil evidence and those kinds of things. But in this kind of world, you don't have science in the way we do now, right? So you just have storytelling and history books and the stories from the people who learned things from other wise people and passed it down. So, yeah, so there's going to be holes like this about what's going on. But I think it's really interesting to note that the humans are foreigners. They're not natural to the world. They're like an invasive species. Would you agree? Em- emphasis on the evasive species, I think. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. All um, right. So what are we going to be? Ta- we're going to take a little mid break here and talk about some other stuff. And then we'll be back after the mid break to discuss more. What are we going to be talking about after the mid break? Uh, I think more specifically about the conjunction and like the actual conjunction event and uh, some of the things like that results out of it because cool. as we know like based on what I've, we've just said that the world before was totally different than what we all know yeah yeah absolutely all right well let's let's go to the middle of the show we're going to talk about some fun news that's coming up in, in very very soon and then we will be back to talk more about the conjunction very well let us get this over with something has infested my vineyard mm-hmm Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. Welcome to the middle of the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and thank you for checking out this podcast. It is uh, this is probably what how many lore casts do I do, Toasty? This is the sixth or seventh, uh, I think. And all out Elder Scrolls, D&D, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Mass, Mass Effect, Effect, Witcher, The Witcher. Am I yeah. missing? Yeah, that's that's it so far. Um, and who knows? Yeah, I might add some others. Uh, you but thank probably you. add some more. You're I'll crazy. Probably <laughs> do some more. I'm I'm crazy like that. But thank you for for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the the information. There's so much to get to with The Witcher, so we're going to go over topic by topic and kind of build out things as we move forward. So I just want to make sure that you're aware that like there's just this isn't the kind of thing that like we'll go 10 episodes and we covered everything like there's a lot to cover. We're going to get into the different beasts, the different races, historical events, all sorts of things, things that happened in the books that didn't happen in the games, things that happened in the games that are reflections of things that happened in the books, opinions about the, the TV series. And dude, I can't wait for season two to come out because we're going to get to talk about those episodes as we watch them and do oh yeah and do yeah and do episodes about like oh my god i can't believe this thing happened because it happened in the book this way and they did it perfect or or whatever because the 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 series is so good so um so we got a big announcement what what was the big announcement we got just recently over the last few days oh uh, yeah it was it was it was pretty pretty huge so it seems like uh uh cd project red and netflix uh kind of are teaming together to do a witcher con on july 9th witcher con witcher con that's that's insane 
this seems like the beginning of something that we're going to see on a regular yearly basis, because we do know that CD Projekt Red is committed to doing more Witcher games um, on the Cyberpunk Lorecast. We talked about that, that they've now split their team up and they've reorganized their team one to make the Cyberpunk 2077 game better because they launched it too early and they, they know that, but also to focus on the Witcher series and bringing us new Witcher games, which is good to know. So what kinds of things can we expect? Uh, so, the, so they have a few things here. Uh, deep dives into the making of the Witcher games, live action series, anime film. Oh, yeah. So that's that's yeah. interesting. And merchandise, including exclusive behind the scenes footage. So, I mean, that's cool. And yeah. the anime film, it means it sounds like we're getting more Witcher content, which... I mean, we can't argue with that. It's going to give us a lot to do for a while. <laughs> Absolutely. I, um, I love the I love the tone of the world. This is one of the, when I was putting together the sound effects for the podcast. It got me like on this rabbit trail of just like watching clips and things, finding things I wanted to use. And I was just like, oh, my God, the, the this so world. Many. There's so many ones. <laughs> it's true. But then the, the world is just so good that the tone, the dark, interesting world, the, the way the music feels, it, even the TV show, like all of that stuff, like there's a feeling to it that is just, I don't know. It's so good. I hope, I hope they're able to use that in the animated series and at WitcherCon. Like you go to these conventions and you see, you know, gigantic posters and like statues and the things that they set up for the event, you know, and, and that's, and people in costumes, like how many Geralt's in series are we going to have walking around? That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it also, we're going to have interactive panels spotlighting the people who brought the Witcher to life in game and on screen. So it'd be interesting to kind of get those because uh, I'm sure that includes like some of the, the developers, voice actors and things. Oh that, yeah. Of course, like the actors, right. Henry Cavill. What if we get Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill there. What if we get uh, the voice, uh, voice actors for like Geralt and Siri in the games? Man, I would love to see. I think it'd be funny. Obviously, obviously not a very important thing, but I think it'd be funny to have like a Geralt off between like <laughs> the game voice of Geralt <laughs> and Henry Cavill uh-huh. of like who who can be the most gruff voice? <laughs> <laughs> who can be the most gruff voice and tell somebody to shove it? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's, yes, that would be amazing. And, and, and so. Featuring breaking news from the Netflix series and never before seen reveals from across the Witcher franchise. Mm. So that's so exciting. Maybe other stuff. What if we actually got like Gwent cards? Not just a that Gwent is- game, but Gwent cards. Even if you couldn't play the game, because I know there's a lot of like computer mechanics in it, but just like a set of cards you could just kind of have, you know? Like That'd card be cool. Packs. I mean, I mean, that could be like a collectible type thing for the real oh yeah like diehard fans like you know uh, like like popping open like because obviously like you can play uh, i feel like because we've recently had like this whole pokemon cards craze right yeah like a lot of people busting over poke like older pokemon car you know finding like making a lot of money off them on ebay and stuff uh, yeah Yeah. and obviously gwent would not have that same effect but it'd be cool like you know kind of have like a you know, popping open a pack and like, oh man, I got Siri or something. You oh know? yeah, yeah, something really cool like that. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I got to collect the whole, the whole wild hunt. You know, like, oh man, that'd be awesome. All right. So, what other news do we have? We've got we've got something else to show. 
Yes, yes. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if know. I can play it. I've, I've been thinking about it. I, it might get DMCA'd. I, I, Twitch is weird. Probably. Yeah. Be, uh, uh, with the whole might... E3 thing, just to give somebody some uh, listeners some background, we are live at twitch.tv slash robots radio. This is where we do all of our all of our live shows. Um, many of the nights during the week, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, we are doing this show now on Monday nights. And uh, E3 put out warnings about like co-streaming the events and how you might get the MCA for that stuff. So I'm a little bit more careful about playing this stuff live. Um, usually I'll put it up on the, stream, on the screen. But either way, it's a quick, quick little clip with some uh, visuals from the TV show and specifically season two of the TV show with some really interesting stuff kind of hidden in there. So what did you find, Toasty? Um. So there, there was a few little uh, tidbits in there. Um, it it seems like what, like I mean, what people were expecting as far as getting the kind of blood of elves storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, based on a few uh, of the images there, it looks like or it shows that it seems like uh, Ciri is in Care Morhen doing her Witcher training um awesome which be super exciting um a few little like nods in there like there was a little bit of uh, i i did some kind of like snooping and stuff on the internet because i was curious as well um looks like there's like a an image of like two dangling ornaments uh and it looks like it it might be kind of a nod towards lara doran who's like the originator of the elder blood um so that would make a few sense little nice, that would make sense as a reveal for this show with I mean, what they've this done is so kind far. Of what we're gonna learn i mean this the, we're we're out of the short stories because like the first season was kind of like the first two books the short stories by uh god i always mess up his name by andre sarkovsky Sar- <laughs> yeah yeah however you pronounce it Polish, Polish um, names are hard um <laughs> yeah it, it so we're into the actual like story like the main storyline uh-huh. involving siri um which blood of elves which would be like the next book in line involves her witcher training and whatnot yeah. um if you're not aware the the first season was kind of a best of of the short stories that lead up to the blood of elves right including and then also some 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 nice like kind of lore on like Yennefer mm-hmm. and things that we didn't really know about before. Like right. they don't really talk about Yennefer much. She just kind of um, shows up with this whole dilemma with the uh, the gin in yes, the first book it, it, at the it, end of the book. It, it goes from there, but we don't really learn like her origin story uh, like we do with with I guess Siri. I mean that's the whole point getting her origin story, but uh. A bit more, I, I, so this is where my crazy came out. This was me, like, I, like, woke up in the morning. I, like, took a shower and everything. And then, like, I I was reading some articles, because I get, like, news articles where they talk about, you know, interesting things. And, and my news articles include, hey, you're a fan of The Witcher, so let's throw some Witcher news articles at you. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Like a Google feed. I get I get that on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was trying, there's some runes in this trailer, this teaser thing. There's like three separate images of runes uh, that we get to see. Um, 
that of course they're ruined so and we they, don't really qu- and they them. pop up really quick like one or yeah. two frames i had to put this on youtube and i put it at 0.25 speed in order yeah. to be able to pause it it was way too fast yeah for me to grab it's like uh, it's like so, a frame yeah it's so quick so this i was i did a bit of research and i couldn't find i was looking at like witcher languages and stuff and like trying to find like the language system and trying to see maybe it was that and i couldn't find anything that matched up and i was like okay well maybe it's like something the show's doing like a new thing uh which technically speaking it is so i i found i got this article on my phone and it said elven runes Mm. And previously I hadn't looked up Elven runes and I was like, maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah. So I go and I'm, I'm Googling Witcher Elven runes and I come across uh, this, this interesting webs called Redanian intelligence, <laughs> uh, which the Redanians are like a kingdom in a Redanian is a kingdom in the Witcher. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is weird, but cool, I guess. Um, and I, there's also apparently a Temerian intelligence website too. It's weird, <laughs> but uh, I come across this, this this guy named David J. Peterson. He is a professional linguist, and he is m- kind of making the runic system for the El- the elder speech for the Netflix series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I feel like I heard about this or saw him. On something maybe it was one of the like the behind the scenes things that came out before the series started it's been a while but yeah yes yes it sounds so familiar he he's making this he's made this language system for the elder speech and i found some translating st- like two pages where it translates the runes into like how they're literally spelled how they're pronounced and then like the Roman version, forget the Roman version. We don't need it. Um, uh-huh. But so I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to be able to catch this at all. Here's my crazy ramblings. I'm over <laughs> here decoding a cipher. <laughs> you need to, you need to like make a, a wall of this stuff where you start like behind you and where people can see I'll, on I'll, camera behind you, like the, like the crime board where you have like the string connecting each of the, that would be awesome. I'll do that whenever I actually move and, and get yeah. my, my office space. I'll just have the back wall be just a crazy man's wall. Oh, my God. Like and it just has things. every episode has more stuff up there about things that you figured out about, like what's coming for the next season. And that would be awesome. You could put yeah, we could post would, yeah. screenshots like like pictures of it up on on the Twitter account. That would be great. I'll get I'll get to work on that whenever that happens. We'll make that happen. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I went through and I, f- I found some stuff and I, I was able to kind of like double check on like Reddit and Twitter and stuff. People that were doing the same thing. Um, so the first set of runes, uh, we, we they translate out to. Uh, now, I'm probably going to butcher these because this is elder speech. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit more finesse than I got. Sure. Just so we got your best. We got. Uh, Ginvali, uh, G Y N V A E L E E, um, okay. which so Ginvale is is actually a word that we know in uh in the 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 lore. So we got uh the city known as Eid Ginvale, which is uh it literally translates to a shard of ice, and we actually get oh. a little bit of this. Um, I believe in uh, the the second book, which uh, we talk about, we have a little bit of a 
Yennefer Geralt kind of story uh, where they talk about this. They're in the city talking about, you know, a shard of ice. So we have that translation. Uh, and then the second uh, statement uh, translates into Zyphon Ape. Ape. Okay. Sorry. AEP. It's a little bit of a weird one. Ape. Yeah. Um, okay. And so this is the part where I I don't know what this is. I like went looking. This does not translate anywhere. So we don't have this um, word available for you to find at least. If it's no. in the books, then it was something that we just isn't searchable yet. Right. And right. then well, I, I went like I, I went on the wiki. There was like a whole list of like all these like the words that we know. Oh wow! Phrases so people have already pulled all said, that stuff out. Actual okay. sentences and stuff. Oh wow! Um, not for this specifically, but in in like the games and the books, yeah. everything that's said in the elder speech then translated pretty much. Wow! So, so this is something brand new. It's it's something this, we don't. This is brand new. We and haven't then seen the third spoken set of, or written. Yeah, and we have the third set of runes, which uh, translates to Zolke Torana. Um, mm -hmm. and so this is another thing that we, we don't have, but there's possibly a, so before we have the two prominent things that are mentioned are the tower of or tower of swallow and the tower of goals. Um, and tour, the, the tower of swallows is, is tour Ziriel. Um, okay. So this might be some sort of like extension on tower. Cause we have Tor Ana. Uh -huh. So like the tower towers or something yeah. or tower or something like it kind of an extension. So maybe mentioning like a tower or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously it, we didn't get a lot. We got the word ice. Um, yeah, but that's fun. That's like, that's fun. That's a, and we might yeah. find that word in other things as more stuff I, I, gets leaked out i spent like i spent like an hour doing this stuff just like first thing in the morning like i literally showered didn't <laughs> eat i just was like oh my god oh my god i gotta do this um but i i did a little bit of browsing around the internet and uh so it seems like the common like and i say common it's not like a whole lot of people but the common thought on this is that they're giving us bits of Ithleen's prophecy, mm. which talks about it's, this is the prophecy that revolves around Siri, the child of the elder blood, preventing the time of the frost. Yeah. Ice Ginvale. Ice shard. Okay. Yeah. So, and we know this, this season's going to be more about the elder blood. All and of that learning who Siri is, right? Kind right. of her identity. This is where she's probably going to learn this stuff. Yeah, you know, kind of hear the prophecy for the first time. So that seems like that's probably, and we don't have every word of the prophecy. We don't. So it makes sense that maybe if they wanted to really flesh it out, they're gonna like they're adding some stuff in there that we would have not known before. Um, so. I mean, obviously, this is all speculation. So, oh, yeah. It's, but, it's all investigative speculation. But it's but, so cool. Yeah, it's so it, like even one of these words translating to something we know is super cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you like I think you've done an awesome job at this. I, it's, it seems like we at least have a, a sense of maybe where we're going. Um, 
And I would love I would love to hear what our listeners think about this as well. Like if you guys have any thoughts on this stuff, if you've done any digging of your own, um, please share it with us on the uh, the Witcher Lorecast Twitter account or on the Robots Radio Discord. All the, all of our shows have channels on the Robots Radio Discord where people join all the time and chat about the games and the things that we're we're talking about. So I, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, but yeah, that's that's some really cool stuff. Very very cool, Tasty. I. Uh, I kind of once I saw that and I finally found something I could do. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but of course, I mean, that that's what you do with these things, right? You, you got to pull them apart and find all the pieces that you could fit, you know, yeah. fit together. And things, I can't so. wait for your uh, Charlie Day picture where you're standing in front of the, the board with all the string. And all yeah, the it's probably going to take a while, but we'll, yeah. we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be awesome. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, before we go back to the rest of the, the show and talk more about the conjunction, let's uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for being here. And um if you want to help us out, if you enjoy what we're doing, we would love your help. The best thing you could possibly do right now is just tell your friends about it. If you have friends into The Witcher, if you've been enjoying the show, please just share it with a friend. Um, the other thing you can do is if you have an Apple account, you don't even have to listen to the show on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Apple Podcasts. But if you just have an Apple account, you can leave a, re- a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. And that helps us a ton because it lets other people know from your perspective if the show is worth listening to and what it's about, because we can say what we're about, but people tend to trust third party reviews more than they do people talking about themselves, which clearly makes sense. So please go do that. Leave a rating and review. If you leave a five star review with some words attached, we will read that out on a future episode of the show in order to say thank you. So um, thanks for all your support and thank you for being here to check out the new show. Again, we hope you enjoy it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from robots radio with me, your host robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world characters and story of cyberpunk available on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's onion. I had to include a game <laughs> quote gets me. <laughs> on the first one and a movie quote on the second one. And who knows, maybe so, in the future yeah. I'll, I'll change these up a little bit. <laughs> So let's talk right. more about the conjunction. What else? Uh, so we, we need to go into the details. What exactly is the conjunction and when did it happen? All right. Well, so to give us to set the mood, uh, I got a, I got another little passage. These passages are great. Um, this one is uh, from a book you could find in the first Witcher game mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. Get, guess what it's called? What do you think it's called? Uh, it's called the conjunction of the 
blocks. So close. Uh, oh, I'm wrong. No, it, it's it's called the conjunction of the spheres. It's a book called the conjunction of the spheres. So uh, this passage reads: uh, a cataclysm which occurred 1,500 years ago, trapping in our dimension many unnatural creatures, including ghouls, graveyards, and vampires. These beasts have no ecolo- ecological e- ecological niches of their sure. own and are merely relics of bygone times. According to Elven lore, humans arrived during the conjunction, their own world having been destroyed. These human ancestors learned how to harness the power of primordial chaos, and thus the first human wizards were born. Looking for a place in the world, humans took up arms against the elder races, who were unable to withstand the barbarians, and ultimately surrendered. This is how humans came to rule the world. Son of a bitch. These humans sound like they suck. <laughs> they really do. They really do. Lie. They really do. The sense, it's not the sense you get is that like they destroyed their own home world and then they had to come over here and start taking over somebody else's. Plus primordial chaos magic. Sounds really safe. And of, and of course they would learn how to harness it, right? And they were like, ah, this is our <laughs> I mean that's just that's just how humans are. I think that's just how we are in general. I mean um, it's it's true to it's true to form. I mean historically we move into a new area, we dominate the area, we destroy all the big creatures that are threats, and then we run out of resources and we expand into another area. That's kind of what we do. So, yeah, it, yeah. it makes sense. Um and, and this is this is probably a part where uh, we we bit put up a, a bit of a disclaimer. So, this doesn't it's not really going to come up in this episode much, but in the future episodes, um, this is a this is a darker world, like the world of the Witcher is darker. It's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the biggest things and of course, we're not going to linger on it, but is a thing that's happens a lot is this the, the, it's racism. They, oh yeah! Oh yeah! There's a lot of racism in The Witcher, um, so that's a, that's a thing we're gonna have to like deal with. And and I don't think uh, I think it com- it's safe to say for both of us that uh, racism is bad. We oh, don't yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, no, I totally agree. So we're probably <laughs> yeah. gonna try to dodge that. Well, um, a little bit. It's, but a, it's a good thing it, to discuss. It's it's something that's worth. I mean, obviously, you don't want to promote it. But it's definitely right. a topic that's worth discussing because it does map back to real world issues and real world problems and the destructive nature of racism and how it, it creates it makes things difficult and hard for everybody. There's no real benefit to it at all. So, yeah, it, it'll be worth discussing for sure. Um, but yeah. at the same time, there will be times where we have said our thing and we're just going to move on to the other details, even though it yeah. comes up again and again. Yeah. But there's going to be stuff that comes up that's not good stuff. That's just the the way it is. It's 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 a dark universe. So. Right. Right. But uh, so what is the conjunction of the spheres? Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, what what is the conjunction of the spheres? Because we we talked around uh, it a lot. What is it? Yeah. So it it it's, it is this. It was this cataclysmic event. What a nice word. Um, where the separate worlds. So we getting into this idea of a multiverse kind of thing, uh, which is pretty popular nowadays. Um, the separate worlds or spheres 
imagine that. Uh, they collided together and kind of like merged uh, and, and brought all these different things into the the continent or or the original like with the elder races and things so uh th this is where we get a lot of additions to this world that were not here before because we had we had gnomes we had dwarves and we had elves uh that was it as far as we know right right so it's almost so, like these two different uh dimensions kind of fused together on top of each other i think it was more than two i think it was a it was a Quite bunch. A few. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bunch. I mean, we definitely learn about that from from Siri later on. Mm. She dimension hops. Right, uh, so. right, right. Yeah. So it's like these things all kind of like ended up lining up together, which then created a connection through which these creatures and other races traveled. Kind of came and, into this one world. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So, so what about the humans that arrived? Uh, what do we know about them? So we have and I think that we we should definitely uh, have kind of like more in-depth episodes about these other races and things. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's a we lot We have more. the arrival of what we know as the first humans. So we got the, uh, I, I don't know how to, uh, Dauk or Dauk? D-A-U-K. sounds cool. Dauk? Dauk sounds cool. Uh -huh. And Walsker people. So those are the first human races to show up and they came in through the conjunction like it said after their world had been destroyed they destroyed their own world mm -hmm. and so they were like ah oh, well here's here's a nice pit stop let's just hop off here like right. our train stopped let's go here this world's nicer it's not destroyed um <laughs> yeah it seems it seems fine so we had humans do we have other races as well we have so this is also we have the vran the the werebubs yes that's a great name and halflings actually the uh, halflings were not part of the original right. uh so uh and for i think at least for these we halflings people know who halflings are i think people there's a pretty good idea sure. about sure sure you know the general idea of halflings yeah. um but just for a bit of elaboration on these other two races the vran and the werebubs so the werebubs are kind of like dwarves but a, a little bit animalistic hmm. kind of okay like they they had like claws and like sharp teeth and they were furry um and and actually into they like ewoks for, <laughs> not quite that furry for the sounds okay. of it but right. i suppose um and and they actually from from the sounds of it they integrated pretty well into the dwarven society anyways like all the werebubs we see nowadays are in like dwarven society. And then the Vran are a species of lizard folk, uh, which so, you know, yeah. well, lizard people, lizard people, always cool. Yeah. And then, and they're uh, secretly running the world <laughs> just like people oh, think yeah. it's happening here. Okay. So we have those guys come in and then, so what else do we know about the conjunction? So we also know that this is where all the monsters show up. So like there's a lot of monsters, mm -hmm. obviously we know that there's a ton and they obviously specifically mention ghouls, graveyards, vampires. Um, but there's, we, we know from like the games and the books that there's like 
you know, way more griffins, kikimoras, uh, yeah. Yeah. dragons, draco lizards. There's a whole mess of different monsters, right. and they also showed up with the conjunction. So, you know, you got you got the elder races, you got these new races that are showing up. You got a ton of monsters that also don't know what they're supposed to do yet. Cause I mean, they're, they're kind of like animals in a sense. Like they're, yeah, they need to find, like I said, their ecological niches where they learn how to survive. You know, what do they eat in this new world? How do they survive? Some of them are high, highly intelligent. Some of them are, are very low intelligence. There there's a and, wide variety of them. Some of them exist more on a magical plane. You know, yeah. There's all sorts yeah. of interesting stuff going on. And, then to to top it all off we got the chaos or probably a a better thought magic so this is (laughs) it's a whole that's a whole sunday yeah so does magic in this world is it synonymous with the chaos and was it not here before uh the conjunction like did the elves and dwarves not practice magic it it makes it uh, obviously they don't describe too much bef- uh, that beforehand but sure. from the sounds of it magic did not was not a thing until the conjunction of the spheres interesting because in a lot of a lot of literature and fantasy especially the elves tend to be more magical but in this fantasy magic came into the world after the elves were already there alongside humans and other creatures and the humans are the ones who seem to be harnessing this chaos magic more than, say, the elves. Yeah. So other uh, uh, elves do like later on, um, but it, it does make it pretty clear that like the the humans were like the first to really tap into it. Um, and, and to just kind of explain a little bit, I, I, um, I think a lot of these is like theory based. Um, because there's no concrete. We just know the magic showed up in the connector. But we already have this whole like multi-universe, multi-planar theory going on. Um, and we happen to know uh, from The Last Wish, uh, we get a little bit of a, a detail about gins, uh mm-hmm. because of like their involvement. And we know that... Uh, there's four different types. And I think if I, if I, I, I don't, I'm not as much of an expert on D and D, maybe you can like me. I think this mm-hmm. is also a thing that's kind of in D and D where there's like yeah. four different types of genie, but they're all associated with a different plane and they all have their own names. So like an Ifrit for fire. Um, I can't remember exactly Jin. I think it's earth or air. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we know that there's like multiplane and, and it seems to be like a theory that like because of like the collision, like the, the chaos came in through those planes. Like we, we have the air, water, or like into it because magic, a lot of the magic is drawn from the elements. Got it. Got it. Um, so interesting. Yeah. In problem in, in D and D just for the reference, there's, there's eight types instead of four of genie. And uh, they have different names like Dao, Jin, Ifrit, Mirids, Jan, Kyal, Korosh, and then Tasked Genius yeah, is the I last. Think, okay, if I, I think if I, for, for Witcher, if I remember correctly, 
Jin, I think, is air. Ifrit is fire. Dao is earth. And Merit, Merit was water. Okay. I believe that's that's what we got. Obviously, that's not important. We'll, have yeah, we'll, we'll get into we'll someday. get into a Jin episode. <laughs> where we'll we'll cover that in more more confirmed detail. But yeah, right. okay. But so so that's kind of like the magic came from probably the the actual impact of the different spheres coming together and you know kind of resulting huh. in this like cataclysmic force you know yeah i wonder if it's it, it's the energy that was released upon upon conjunction you know it was it, like when you when you force multiple planes of existence to kind of come together and collide it would be like i mean you drop a rock from a high enough distance and you're going to create you know a release of energies you know any distance your energy is going to come out but you do it at a severe distance you know or moving at a very fast rate and then you have an explosion you know like uh, like a meteor hitting the earth right um so it would make sense that something like the conjunction would have some sort of release of energy and maybe this energy is the magic that they're able to the, the chaos that erupted from the conjunction is the thing they're harnessing is the energy itself it kind of makes me. Uh, this is a bit more. This is a bit beyond my 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 level uh, of knowledge, but kind of reminds me of like uh, the aspect of like I guess mo- molecular fusion, like whatever you mm. fuse atoms together, mm-hmm. and it, it results in this big like release of energy force. Yeah, it, yeah, or release of energy. Yeah, so. Like all of these, just imagine these are all different. Like atoms, the sphere, different spheres are all different atoms. They come together, fuse a little bit, boom, right, right? Magic chaos force. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's a really cool concept. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, a lot of this stuff I already knew from, you know, from the playing the games and reading the stories and things, but. I hadn't considered it like that. That's a really neat perspective on that. So we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, we've got to wrap it up in just a few minutes. There's, is there anything else that we need to cover before we head out? Um, so uh, this is kind of uh, there's this whole like uh, learning period after the introduction kind of, uh, you know, learning how to deal with all these new things. I mean, a bunch of new races are thrown in. These mm-hmm. races, older races are figuring out how to deal with the newer ones and then monsters and magic. So they don't go into much detail, but I imagine there was a long period of like, a what the heck are we supposed to do here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was in this time period where we start seeing a bit more. I, it sounds like, and I'm basing a little bit off of this, like the, the theory that you and Laney have talked about, and the mm. Fallout lore cast right. of, you know, evolving beyond your basic needs, getting into culture and things. Um, I can't remember exact, exactly the name for that, uh, unfortunately. But um, Oh, uh, Maslow's we, Hierarchy of Needs? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's yeah. the thing I was talking yeah. about. So the, this, this, we, the concept that as, as an individual, you, you have to take care of the bottom stuff step of the pyramid before you can move to the higher steps and the bottom step is just basic existence and sustenance so you have to take care of uh food and shelter and and then once you take care of that kind of stuff you know you're able to exist then you need to take care of like interpersonal things like having personal connections and family and and only until you take care of all these fundamental things can you get to these higher things like thinking about like 
what are morals and <laughs> what is the right thing to do? What does good mean? What does evil mean? You know, like all of these other so, concepts. Yeah. Yeah. So during this time period, we can see that like, based on the evidence that we have, it seems like they kind of are starting to get a hold of, they are, they do get a hold of things. Um, because we see, uh, the emergence of like goddess worship, um, specifically the goddess Melitola, or, uh, she's like the goddess of like fertility and agriculture, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. like a farming goddess, like, uh, I yeah. believe, uh, Demeter or something in like Greek mythology kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. On the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, and then we also see development of like written language, elven runes, uh, dwarven ideograms. So, so they're obviously meeting those needs and exceeding those needs and coming up with other things. So there must've been like, they finally got a hold of it probably after a little bit. Um, and this is kind of what we have until we get to the, the event uh, known as the first landing uh, when the Nordlings arrive on the Pontar Delta. Uh, and Nordlings are uh, human, a type of human. So mm -hmm. so just as these older races are getting a handle on things, they're starting to worship their gods, they're starting to write things, they're starting to, to you know deal with all the new crap in the world, the humans show up on their shores. That seems to be the Different story humans here. that were than the ones that were already there. Yeah. Brand yeah. New humans, a specific group called the Nordlings. That's interesting. And then things are never quite the same. So, man, that that's the beginning of a, where we see things now, where humans are now in charge of most things are the predominant culture and are of course at war with each other and doing all sorts of terrible stuff to the other races. So yeah, that's, that's the beginning of that. Um, where do you think we're going to go with this on our next episode? So I, th uh, I was going to do a whole thing on the first landing and I was like thinking into it. And the first landing is not as explained because mm. I was hoping it was. Um, so I, I, I think what I want to do is, go into a bit more of the timeline that leads up to the creation of the first witcher. Yeah. Witchers. Yeah. That sounds awesome. This is, this is, this is what we're here for, right? Yeah. It's the witcher. Right. Uh, so I think getting an idea and, and a lot of important events that we'll go into or whatever are going to happen this time, the formation of the brotherhood of sorcerers, mm. um, or the conclave of sorcerers, however, so that's a very big, a big thing. So we're going to go into some of these real, these important events that happen right. that lead up to the development of the first witch, right. the different kingdoms, okay. the, the empires, the, oh man. Okay. Seems magic. like magic, <laughs> the use of magic, all that stuff. Yeah. It seems like some really, really cool stuff. Well, awesome. This, this has been a really fun first episode. Um, thanks for putting this all together. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed the show. Please let us know. Let us know what you think and let us know what questions you have about this world and what things that we should cover in the future. We'd love to find out your thoughts and things. And again, you can send us a tweet at the Witcher Lorecast. Just, I think it's just at Witcher Lorecast, right? On Twitter or on the Robots Radio Discord. There's a link in the show notes, or you could just search Robots Radio Discord. It comes right up when you when you Google it. Um, but thanks for listening again. Uh, Toasty, do you have anything going on that you want to shout out? Any ways people should get a hold of you? 
Uh, I mean, I'm on the Discord, and you know, I, I'm I'm a brand new host. I would love to talk <laughs> to people about The Witcher because um, I'm sure we have a lot of people in our community that probably love love The Witcher. Absolutely, uh, I imagine that there's Absolutely. a ton of people in there. So let's let's start let's start talking about The Witcher. Oh, start talking about things. Uh, I am in the market for ideas on a on a on a mid break that's what we call it right a mid break idea because uh oh something I mean, fun to include today yeah something yes, fun that we, we could regularly include like on the mass effect lore cast we had people show us their shepherds and in the witcher you don't design your own character so it's not like you could show us your Geralt or something they're all gonna look the same I mean, um, there's like sort of builds and things yeah. but it's not quite as uh their faces i think is are gonna be the yeah. same basically so, yeah i'm in the market for ideas i would love to hear anyone's ideas for cool things that we could do um and uh you can follow me on twitter personally at so thanatoasted or i think it's so underscore thanatoasted on twitter mm -hmm. uh, all caps uh, I have a, a Pepe toast as my icon. If you get confused, uh, and then follow follow the 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 Witcher Lorecast. Uh, it's just at Witcher Lorecast on Twitter. Yep. Um, follow us. Uh, follow my social media journey as I figure out how to social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that so. hard. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. That's kind of, it's my account, but it's also kind of the main account for the network of shows. And if you're interested in any of these other lore casts or any of the other shows on the network at all, we've got tons of shows on video games and movies and all sorts of other stuff. So go to robotsradio.net. You can check out all that stuff, lots of shows, and even uh, we even have a Robots Radio Rocket Club, which is like a mentorship group of people launching their own podcasts. And I work with them to get their own podcast launched, talk about the technology they need, how to create a show, how to market a show, all of that kind of stuff. So lots of cool stuff on robotsradio.net and of course on our Discord channel. So well, uh, we'd love to talk with you guys. So we'll see you around. And um, until next week. We'll be back at the same time, 9 p.m. Eastern on Robots Radio, uh, is Robots Radio's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Robots. So many things to talk about. Twitch.tv slash Robots Radio. We'll see you again next week here. Until then, stay safe. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm -hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? 
Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside.